Yes, you are. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Happy Valentine's Day. It's John Curley's Sherry Elliker Show. Here comes the love of my life now. Let me entertain you. All right, Sherry. Sorry. Whoa. Got the gong early. Sorry. I, I was just getting started. I know. I'm sorry, but we have a full show, and we're going to okay. be able to hear that song a little later on, if that's okay with you. All right? I guess. Okay. I know. Don't feel bad. Hit the first note. Sounded great. <clears throat> I'm glad. <laughs> Me too. Uh, starting us off on this day of Valentine's. We had an interest. It's Daniel who has uh, found our voicemail, uh, but that's good or bad, I'm not sure. But Joe said he thought it was important for us to start off with a special Valentine's Day hot take from Daniel and Olympia right off the top, just to sort of set the mood. I haven't heard this ahead of time. Yeah. Oh boy. Here we go. Oh, uh, yeah. So my uh, hot take on Valentine's Day is. Oh, wow. It is a corrupt, silly, ridiculous holiday. If you celebrate it, you should probably check yourself into rehab, get counseling, sort yourself out. Because if you can't show love and affection every other day this year, you are the problem. Valentine's Day is a very silly, ridiculous. You, you want to know a fun fact? Yeah. John Smith was stabbed in the heart on Valentine's Day by the Hawaiian natives. Have a good day. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, and and that for Valentine's. We're just getting warmed up. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Oh boy. John Smith was stabbed in the heart by the Hawaiians. So let's um. That's let's not never entirely forget that, correct. Everybody. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. That's let's not, not, not really forget correct. that. <laughs> let's never. Let's never remember that. Let's let's, never, let's uh, try not to even think about that. I think uh, I had Nora, who's doing some film producing. She did some research, and I think John Smith was the Sac- Sacagawea guy. And yes. the guy the guy that he's referring to, Nora, what was his name? That was Captain Cook. Captain Cook. And he was stabbed by a Hawaiian native while they were taking over Hawaii. Yeah, John Smith. <laughs> John Smith was part of the Mayflower, wasn't he? Maybe. He was an adventurer, soldier, explorer, and author. But he did Thank not you. get stabbed okay. in the heart on Valentine's Day. At this yeah. point, is he? Do we know confirmed whether John Smith is still alive? Mm, well, let's see. I think he was born in like seventeen something. Oh, I, I'm sorry, January sixth, fifteen eighty. So probably okay. Probably, so probably not. Starting off on a good note, there, everybody. By the way, I don't know if um, there were a little cutout hearts, or maybe uh, Trevor did something a little special for you this morning, or maybe a little later on. But uh, Valentine's Day going full blast over there where you are, Sherry. Yeah, I, I, uh, I. One of these things I can relate to because I didn't think he was going to do anything and then last night yes. i happened to peek and see a little package so i went out oh. this morning and got him some stuff trevor's little package showing up Tre- early <laughs> all right good to know thank you joe, joe found this is a uh, hallmark this is a this can't be the first valentine's day ad ever but this is hallmark putting its stamp on it 1979 valentine's oh, good. Day. Valentine's 
this little Karen Carpenter like? Valentine's Day isn't uh-huh. very far away. And Hallmark no. Valentines give you so many ways to express your love, to show how much you care. Remember your special Valentine with a card from Hallmark. Valentine's Day. <laughs> when you care enough to send the very best. Mm-hmm. I made my mom for Valentine's Day a spaghetti necklace, you know, out of that uh, uh, penne pasta, Sherry. You mean like macaroni art? Yeah, like macaroni, but bigger because I thought Mm -hmm. it would look nicer. So I painted them pink and white and pink and white. I think a couple of red ones in there as well. Big, you know, big uh, penne pasta, thick ones, big ones, whatever that type of uh, noodle is. Not the little macaroni one, but the big ones with a string. And I said, Mom, if you love me, you'll wear it every day. And she said, you know, if you love me, you won't make me wear it. And I think I was like seven at the time, unable to refute that type of logic. I just remember going back to my room and crying myself to sleep. Hey, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Heard it. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) Washington's favorite Valentine's Day candy, apparently. I don't believe this either. They say it's it Joe writes in here. <laughs> complete, complete BS uh, and fake news. Como, is it Como News that has a story on this? I don't even know with the sound on it. But they say it's the it's the the shape the the heart shaped box where you pull the thing off and they're all in there. I don't know, it, but that's probably just a candy most people buy at this time of the year. Obviously, you're not going to be buying that thing, you know, around summertime. Hey, here's a Valentine's Day heart for you. Like, I think the candy's old and all kind of white and fuzzy looking, but um, that is the big candy that everybody gets. So if you get a box of those things, especially if it's a giant heart, ever seen the giant heart ones? Weren't they fun? You pull the lid off, and all of a sudden you get kind of a waff of like weird that kind of brown paper plus caramel. And then you could kind of go through it and find it. And we used to take them, you would, because we lose the box that has, or lose the little thing that shows you which ones are which, because you didn't want to get the jelly. So we would just take turns punching out the bottom of them to determine what are the good ones or not. And then well, I don't we'd think, punch, punch sorry, it, stuck them back in again. Hmm? I'm was, sorry. I'm is, in the middle is, of something here, Sherry. <laughs> well, I just didn't want you to go too far because that's not no. the favorite candy. It isn't. No, the favorite candy is those are those awful little tiny hearts that say like "Be mine" or the the candy hearts. Yes, not 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 a heart that's filled with chocolate candies, but these know, like but- tiny little, little ones, you know, that you would get and. It comes in a, like a plastic package. Well, this, th- that's a stupid study because, like, of course that's going to be the candy that <laughs> well, people why, buy for Valentine's Day. That's why Joe got upset about it because he thought it was uh, crazy. Because the boxes of hearts, they they came in second. But that's what everybody wants. Nobody wants those, like, weird just sugar hearts. But think about it. If you're a guy, you really want to give your wife or girlfriend what it, what amounts to like four thousand calories. Do you really want to slap that on her? Oh my god! Oh my god! That's so horrible. Yeah, Joe. It's so horrible. Awful. Ugh. Oh please! Oh wait a minute! No, Joe, Joe, don't do this to me. Don't leave me hanging out here. No, come no, on, where are the men? Joe, Mama, come on. Help me out. No, no, no. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> oh, please. T- I right, teeny. It's, it's teeny, too late. Are you with me on this? My wife no, has no, as much not. chocolate as she wants. It's all Th- good. That's the right answer, yeah. Joe. 
Why not three boxes, right? Yeah. And eat it all in one sitting, right? <laughs> Sherry, come on. You're like a, sometimes you're like a guy. You get these things. You're not like a, some prissy priss who's like, oh, I don't know what about my petticoats. That's not who you are. <laughs> no. You're with me on this stuff. Seriously. Well, I, I will say that that's probably what most men are thinking when they give them the candy. Like, God, I hope she doesn't go through all of it. But <laughs> I think in these troubled times of, uh, oh. you know, acceptance oh, yeah. and are. body positivity, we, we aren't supposed oh, yeah. to, like, criticize people for 4,000 yeah. calories. In these troubled times. Got it. Um, by the way, I saw this article in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, this is another example. David Sedaris wrote a really good piece saying that um, people that want to have one child, you're not, should be, you're not allowed to have one kid that you would choose some parents would have five children and everybody else would have zero but he said the problem is when you get one kid and the uh, or two and the parents have a lot of money you get into this weird thing where everything has to have significance first tooth lost graduation party from nursery school you know just oh you got your driver's license let's have a party all this it's all the significance of all this because a lot of it is driven by social media so here's the story that now people are giving um the it's not the average obviously i think the average went from like what was it eight bucks you know or 756 to 813 where the average was of money underneath the pillow when the tooth fairy comes by everybody knows tooth fairy is real but some parents assist the tooth fairy they leave something but then some cases people are leaving how much money under the pillow i mean how much money is the tooth fairy leaving under the pillow whoops sorry sherry uh, well, the tooth fairy is getting very, um, well, she's either wealthy or, or being paid a lot. Uh, their average is $6.23. Now, how they came up with that, because I don't know about you, but I don't want two dimes and three pennies under my pillow. Uh, but okay. that's it. But kids are competing now uh, to see who can get the best tooth fairy haul. So they're going mm -hmm. up to 100 bucks. And part of this, John, is because instead of milestones, they want people to celebrate things called inch stones little oh. victories little celebrations like potty mm -hmm. training uh, my first tooth party a friend of mine's mm -hmm. daughter is having what they call a sip and see party when she has a babe that has the baby and she'll present it to everyone and they can sip on some wine and see the baby um but kids need to be able to compare or they want to compare what, oh, I got this, I got this, I got this. So that in turn, the parents have to keep up with the Joneses, too. Ooh. So here's the, oh, good. A TikTok tooth fairy befuddled his, what is it? From a tooth Chief, fairy no. and his befuddled father's reaction. Oh, kid reacting to $110? Yeah, and he's a jerk. If I'm confused by a TikTok, you know I've got some problems. Hold on. You didn't get 110. It's 20 bucks, two $10 bills. Is that actually 100? What happened? I think the tooth fairy was drinking last night. He went into the kitchen. He went into the kitchen. And uh, looked in his wallet, and I guess he found the money gone. It's a setup. I don't believe it's oh, okay. that it's not real, but still. <laughs> we put uh, the tooth fairy came by one night for and for I think it was Charlie, 
and left, I think, a silver dollar. And then she said, you know, I don't know the tooth fairy, you know, if you get Mimi, it's like, I, listen, I wouldn't give the tooth fairy a hard time. She's like, what do you mean? I said, you know, I just wouldn't. So then the next night she wakes up in the morning and there was a note. Um, and she looked under her pillow and there were, uh, like four teeth under there. Gross, disgusting teeth. Was that the Tooth Fairy's vindictive nature to retaliate, saying if you're I guess the Tooth Fairy had known, I guess the Tooth Fairy knew a vet who uh, removes dog's teeth and was able to make a phone call over there uh, because the person it was good friends with the guy that owned the house that the Tooth Fairy went to and then left the uh, teeth, some really disgusting teeth underneath the pillow. Just letting her know. <laughs> You don't bad talk the tooth fairy. That's a lot of trouble that that homeowner went to to find the vet, call them, get the teeth delivered. No, not and- not if not if the person is good friends with the person, and happened to complain to the person, and then the person who was the vet happened to come up with the idea, uh-huh. and that's how that would happen. And, and the great thing about the- it, the homeowner in this particular case, who bears a striking resemblance to me. Um, teaches lessons, valuable lessons in life. And the lesson here, was it? Uh, it was sort of arbitrary, Sherry. You know, when you start to think about it, it, it at the time it seemed probably like a good idea to the particular homeowner <laughs> to basically scare the living crap out of her kid uh, who's not appreciative of what they're getting from the tooth fairy. So in return, if you look under your pillow, there could be like three, four, really gross looking yellow tartar teeth with giant roots still connected and some tissue on there just some really really foul smelling awful looking things under your pillow and the tooth fairy by the way would do it every single night apparently according to this homeowner god i'm even confused telling the story according to the homeowner that if the person was not appreciative the tooth fairy would come back and every night would leave more and more teeth under the pillow heard it move on <laughs> <laughs> Was the uh, homeowner's daughter impressed by this, that the Tooth Fairy responded negatively Didn't so sleep quickly? in the bed for about another six oh, years. Oh, well, job well done. Yeah, well, good. Because I know, I know that when I wake up and I see eh, four or five gross, disgusting, gnarly, yellow teeth with tissue attached to it, that I just want to hug that pillow and say snuggle up all night. And I'm an adult, so I imagine a kid would feel even more need to want to grab that pillow and say, oh, my goodness, thank you for those ugly, icky teeth. Okay, thanks, Ollie. The, my father planted the seed of retaliation, but it didn't really grow to full, you know, uh, blossom and bloom until I was able to, you know, really nurture that. Stuff, right? And 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 have more of an imagination and more time than my dad did. It's the same sort of thing. You take stuff away, but in this case, just you know, why don't you be appreciative of what you have? Why don't you know what? Why do you? Why do you want more? What does it matter? Why is it more is not better? It's the magic of the tooth fairy. And what the tooth fairy does, the tooth fairy, whether you know this or not, grinds up all the teeth into a powder and then sells it to the Sandman. 
So when you wake up in the morning, if you have like eye boogies and sand in your eye, the Sandman is actually using not sand, but ground up tooth fairy teeth. Okay. Is the, <laughs> is the traumatize your kids over? Because the They're section, fine now. The segment. <laughs> this isn't every yeah, tooth fairy. This particular tooth fairy. Can you okay, imagine waking it? up, mommy? I don't. I got a tooth in my eye. <laughs> it's all ground up, but it's still there because the tooth fairy's mad at me. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. No, no, no. The Sandman did it because that's where all the teeth go. I, I don't have time to go into it right now. Maybe okay. some other time I can explain more of it. I'll, I'll look forward to oh, it. Oh, my, my friend Brian just sent this shrimping ain't easy tooth fairy clip. We'll have to put that in there, though. I guess this we're a continuing theme. We're off of Valentine's Day <laughs> yeah. with the tooth fairy now. Brian, we'll try to get that on the air a little later on for you there. All right. Here we go. On a Valentine's Day episode of the John Curley Sherry Elegant Show. The theme running through the entire show, Sherry. Yes. Mm. I have on my pink shirt with my little white hearts. Oh, let me see that. Oh, isn't that nice? Yes. Okay. Thank you, Sherry. It'll encourage people to tune in. (laughs) Oh, yes. See the visuals that we see. The visuals. By the way, I intentionally don't have the camera up while doing the show. Why? Because I have to click through all these cuts and stuff, and I I just, um, it's easier for me not to look at you. (laughs) Says every man she's ever known. Your your beauty is distracting. (laughs) It's how to stay focused as you're beautiful. It's so beautiful. An elderly woman dies. Well, wait a minute. Too early on the sound cue. She dies on the um, she dies on a hundred thousand dollar nine month cruise. Okay, now hit the music there. Love, exciting and new. And uh, people, for some reason, are wondering where she is. Love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is wondering where she is, Sherry? And where is the woman that died on the boat? They just, like, slide her off or shoot her out <laughs> through a torpedo tube or something like that? Well, there's two parts to this. One oh, is that we okay. have some audio of a woman that oh. is reporting on this, or she's on oh. the cruise herself. Oh, and she God. talks about the fact that this woman was taken out. She saw her being taken out in a body bag. Okay, well, hang on. See the okay. music underneath the TikTok. Welcome to World Cruise Tea Time, depressing edition. It has been brought to our attention by Ms. Adida that there has been, unfortunately, a death on the cruise. Here is her video for more info. First, this is some sad news. We had our first death uh, on the Ultimate World Cruise. Uh, a lady passed away last night. Uh, she was an elderly lady. And uh, the reason why I know is because um, I was coming to my room when they were taking the body out so very very sad for me because i was there to, to watch um i'm thinking it was probably a heart attack um but i don't have much news other than it was a, a female elderly patient or yeah she's all of a sudden become the medical examiner <laughs> uh, I, right, I can't completely confirm but i'm going to assume yeah, heart attack as of right now we have no information regarding the actual cause of death or yeah, because we're all hanging on that for the old lady on the passenger's identity. Our 
my yeah. deepest condolences go out to the family and friends. And yeah, I'm sure you're really torn everyone up. Everyone on board uh, who knew this passenger. As I learn more, I'll keep everyone up to date. Okay, oh, so okay. I think yes. uh, Quincy and uh, <laughs> and this guy yes. are yeah. all on this cruise, and they're doing this TikTok-type update all the time. Okay. So anyway, okay. it's $100,000 to go on this nine-month cruise. They go everything, mm-hmm. everywhere from the Caribbean to Dubai. So, okay. But if you're wondering what happens to a dead body on a cruise. Not really. Moving on next to it. Right. No, I'm kidding. No, no, go ahead. Because everybody is okay. wondering, yeah. especially on this Valentine's Day. Yes, Sherry. Well, three people die a week on cruises worldwide. Wow. Okay. That's reassuring. And the staff can su- can provide some emotional support, but they point out they are absolutely not grief counselors. So what they'll do is if let's say you die and you're not a, you're not close to a big port, right? A big city, a big whatever. Mm-hmm. They yeah, put yeah. the body in the ship's morgue, which mm-hmm. who knew that they had those. Um and then they wait till they get to the next big port where they can repatriate the body and uh-huh. send them off to wherever they go. The c- customer or the the family pays for everything. Cruise ship's not responsible. The country yeah. it's coming from is not responsible. You have to pay for all of that. And it's very complicated, and there's a lot of paperwork. So mm-hmm. um, that's usually what the cruise people will help you with. I see. I had read this in Harper's Magazine a long time ago, and I said this on the air before. Don't cr- – okay. Heard it. Second move time, on. But- <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Um, that they have like four – in the morgue, they've got four, you know, places for the body, slabs there, and they keep bananas in one of them or two of them because, you know, why take up all the room for the bananas and the rest of the walk-in? So they say that you can tell if people have died and how many people have died if they start serving a tremendous amount of bananas. If you notice, there's banana pancakes, bananas foster, bananas flambe. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess they've run out of space. So then people, according to this article from Harper's Magazine a long time ago, it once word got out, people felt bad about the fact that they were eating more bananas. Like, I don't know why all of a sudden you just say, oh, but you know what? You know, what about Mr. <laughs> what about Mr. Clapton? He, you know, he seemed like a nice guy, and I just feel really bad eating these bananas, knowing that the bananas were in where he wa- where he is now, and just I don't know, you know. <laughs> I can't finish my banana pancakes. Okay, so how many bananas yeah. does a cruise ship really hold? And do- bananas don't have to be refrigerated, but I guess if you're out to sea, they do. Mm-hmm. So is your first question, how many bananas? <laughs> right. Two trains leave a station yeah. at the exact right. same one time. One of them is full of bananas. The other one is full of corpses. It's my um, bananas. going to be covered in cocaine today? Uh, not so. today. Not today. I think that is, uh, that's tomorrow. Uh, I don't know, Sherry, how many bananas. I'm sure somebody out there listening is wondering two things. Um, I wonder if I can Google that and... What the hell am I listening to this show for? So it, hopefully they answer the first question for us and then tune out. But they can always feel free to let us know how many bananas a, a cruise ship holds. Did you notice in the TikTok she says, we've had our first death on the, the whatever cruise. Like she anticipated that there would be at least one, if not more. She yes. was, And she couldn't wait to report the first death. They're not the happiest. I mean, they're not the healthiest folks that not on that particular one. That's a hundred thousand dollar cruise. That's big, big money. I've seen those things advertised. There was, um, it was right before 
um, September 11th, Evening Magazine was going to go on this uh, jet thing. You, you fly as a first class, and everybody had their own beds. It was, like, super sophisticated. It was a completely redone jet. I forget the, the menu. It was probably a Boeing, but it had been reconfigured. And it flew all the way around the world. It went into India and then Antarctica, Antarctica and you went up to see the penguins and uh, Kuala Lumpur and Fiji. And, I mean, it was everywhere. And Stofflet ended up going on it. He said it was really interesting because the jet would land in some place. You'd get off. Because it was a quarter of a million dollars or some crazy amount of money to be on this thing. Right after September 11th, obviously, people didn't want to fly. And they were really hurting for advertisement. So we they sent us something. So Stoffelt, my buddy, John Stoffelt, as a producer, went on it. He said it was really wild, the people that were on it, and how much money they had in order to experience it that way. So a $100,000 cruise, you know, for these poor people. Listen, at least she died doing what she wanted to do. Did your buddy tell you how many bananas that jet holds? We didn't, they didn't, you know, oh. they didn't have the, they would land everywhere and just pick up the bananas. Oh, gotcha. Never had to worry about bananas. Yeah, they're but she, the fancy bananas. You know, she died when she, wa- like, she wanted to, clutching her throat <laughs> and her, her neck and yelling out, I'm thinking I'm having a heart attack. Do I smell bananas? <laughs> well. Oh. Whew. Oh, wow. Poor lady. Sherry. Well, I mean, you know, imagine how horrible it would be for whoever she's traveling with. And then she's dead. And it's sometimes you can't call on a cruise. And how do you let people know? I guess oh, my God. The show. You know, but listen, okay. I try to help you out with the, the tooth fairy thing, right? I tell you a nice, fun story about oh, that. Yeah. Drag that down. And then yeah. you do then you do this one. You're dragging this one down. I'm not. I'm saying I feel bad for and, her. I'm, I'm showing compassion. And then Daryl. Right or who's that wrote in? Told us that John Smith had been stabbed in the heart by a Hawaiian. <laughs> Come on, everybody! <laughs> What's going on? Happy Valentine's Day! Yes. Come on. Here we go with the John Curley Sherry Elliger show. You coming along for the ride? Not just the ride. You're uh, participating in the show. Writing to us at uh, MyNorthwest.com or coming to Muckleshoot Casino Resort. Text line at one 973 Uh-oh. Snowing here in the clum, Sherry. Hmm. Snowing in the clum. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things. It's a uh, race season in England. Of course, it's time for the pancake race. It's a traditional race. Women in checkered aprons and headscarves run up and down the country roads with pancakes. And... There you go. Uh, it's uh, people running with pancakes. You can <laughs> she enjoy does, it on the radio. She does describe it. We believe it started in 1445, um, and tradition suggests that a lady was busy cooking her pancakes at home um, in preparation for Lent, and heard the pancake bell at the church ring, realised she was late for the service, so she just grabbed her pan and a pancake and ran down to the church. And that's where we believe the, the idea of a pancake race started. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but I think it's a lovely idea. Lovely, lovely. Other races, crazy races. Conconelli, Washington, every year. I think it's in January, beginning or second week in January. They've got the outhouse races, Sherry. Somebody has to sit in the outhouse, got to push the outhouse on uh, skis and stuff down the middle of Main Street. Roslyn, by the way, coming up. 
the oldest tavern, the oldest bar in Washington. It's like 135, 137 years old. They've got boat races because they've got a spittoon there at the bar because guys used to just, or they would use it for spittoon or for other bodily fluids <laughs> while sitting at the bar could relieve themselves. The water goes down the spittoon. So they fill it up with water and you make a little boat out of whatever you want to make it out of. And then they have that that goes on. That's always fun. So, uh, Hilarity ensuing everywhere when everybody have you done. Race. Have you gone to the outhouse races? Oh yeah, covered it. It's wow, great. Super, super fun. Yeah, it looks super. like it. I've seen video. It's from a, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a, it's a. Apparently, there's a lot of drinking, Sherry. There's a lot of drinking. What? Uh, At a race? I don't want to besmirch the character of Conconelli Washington, <laughs> but it must be the one day where everybody just lets loose. So <clears throat> that's happening there. Um, and then in Washington, D.C., Sherry, they have on Bastille Day, they've got, do they still do the big race in Bastille Day? You run from somewhere, I forget where it is, maybe the embassy or something, you run down, you used to be run down, touch the gate of the White House um, or near it, and then run back. And you have to carry a tray with a champagne glass and a bottle of champagne and then touch the gate, turn around, and run back again. It's a big thing. They used to have all the TV anchors and radio people, all these people participate in the Bastille Day, Bastille Day run in Washington. They still doing it? I, being the triathlete that I am, um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I never heard of that, to tell you the truth. Really? No. I mean, I've heard of the Marine Corps Marathon. <laughs> My victory there caused me to uh, have somebody libel and slander me for like 10 years here at uh, in uh, Seattle, ADB Magazine. There was a guy used to do sports on a different station who hated me. And he, well, I don't want to tell the story again. I've told it before. Heard it, No, move on. This, is, this is news statement, <laughs> not news statement. I've never heard this. You, you never heard this one? No, I tell you. Who was, Andrew, who was the guy who used to do sports over there uh, at, um, at KJR? I don't know. He got <laughs> I'm caught. not literate enough he, in radio history. He got caught. He got caught up in the some unseemly things. I know who you're talking about, but the name escapes me. Yeah, me too. Anyway, he couldn't stand me, and everybody. Why do you have such a problem with that guy? He's just Is it Puck? ripped me all the time. Huh? Is it Puck? Nope. Sorry. No. No, don't say it's not. We don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's kind of a weird story, and the guy. I. It's worth repeating, though, and if I've never told it before, I think gather the kids around the radio set. You might enjoy it as a Valentine's Day story. Yes, has it Mitch has, Levy. Has it, I found out it's Mitch it. Levy. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Why Mitch Levy hated me so much. Uh, oh, let's that's see. a tease. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a sad day when you don't laugh at flatulence, Sherry.